Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. The warmth is back. Good to have you, Morty. Very good to have you, Morty. <clears throat> I want to share something with you, Avi, from the Rebbe, from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. In every environment, it's funny, Avi, you, you learn every environment the name means something. If you say Reb Chaim and you're in Brisk, it means Reb Chaim Salavechik. Reb Chaim is, is, the, is, is the Brisker Rab's father, Reb Chaim, the great tzaddik. That, in Brisk, that's what Reb Chaim means. If you're in the mirror and you quote a vart, Reb Chaim Flegzogen, Reb Chaim said, they're not talking about Reb Chaim Brisk, they're talking about Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, he was the mirror Shiva. So you have to learn names. If you're in Satman, they say the Rebbe, they mean Reb Yelish, the Satna Rebbe. If you're in Durham and we say the Rebbe, typically, typically we either, who do we mean? We can mean Rebbe Lev Yitzchak of Arditchev, we would call the Rebbe. We could, even, we could mean the Naim Ali Melech, we would call the Rebbe. But so you have to know in an environment. Here when I'm saying the Rebbe, I'm, I mean the Lubavitcher Rebbe, just in this context, we're saying the Rebbe. I want to tell you over a word on Nayach. That's, that that is, blew my mind. I want to tell you why it blew my mind, Avi. I love when you're learning Torah, be present, bring yourself. We're going through something. You know, okay, I'm learning Nayach. Learn Nayach. You learn Nayach means bring your experiences, bring your story to Nayach, and bring Nayach to your story. This word from the Rebbe that I saw on Parashas Nayach is like he's talking to me and you. Everything we're going through, everything that's existing in our lives now, this word is talking to. So I, I appreciate that a lot. Whenever you're going through things and you learn the parishes, you notice certain things, you understand certain things, certain things Hashem told you yesterday and it was talking to a certain part of your life, but today it's talking to a different part of your life. So I want to share this verse from the Rebbe as follows, Avi. After the Mabel, so the Pasuk says, it's in, it's in Perak Zion, in Pasuk Chav Gimel. And the Pasuk says, Vayishoer ach noyach v'asher itoi bateva. Vayishoer, and there remained. Ach noyach, only noyach v'asher itoi bateva. And everybody that was with him in the teva. Now every word Hashem says, Matis, every word is exact. So Vayishoer, there remained it should say Noyach and everybody with him in the Teva. The word Ach, the Gemara in Maka says, Ach virak is always a miyot. Ach, only is a miyot. It's excluding something. Now when you say only Noyach survived, means others didn't survive. Now there was a whole world that was killed. So what's the problem with Ach? The problem is that it said the word Yudavayishayir. And there remained, there remained means he was a survivor. And the survivor was Nayach. Means nobody else survived. You don't need to say Ach. And Hashem is very precise, Eli, in his words. Saying, Vayishoer Nayach. And Nayach survived. A survivor means he survived, means others didn't. You don't have to say only Noyach, Ach, Noyach. Vayishoyer by its nature, and Vayishoyer means, and there remained. And what was left from those that perished, that's the translation of Vayishoyer. If I was arts girl, I would say, and what remained of those that perished was Noyach. Noyach did not die with the others. That's what Vayishoyer means. So why would you say Ach, Noyach, only Noyach, 
and anybody with him in the teva, the ach, which excludes everybody else, is already excluded from Vayishayr. And the remnants, the survivors, were Nayach. And every, you don't need to say ach only. Vayishayr Nayach, the word ach is extra. Rashi is bothered by that kasha. Understand in Chumash, when Rashi brings Yaakov a medrash, a drash, Rashi is always answering a kasha. Rashi is bothered by the word ach, and he brings two midrashim. I want to study the two midrashim and tell you how the Rebbe, with his beautiful eyes and vision, saw the two pshatim. And if this is not talking to me and to you today... <laughs> It is talking to us today. This is talking to us today. Listen to this. Says, says, um, says Rashi, two pshatim. One pshat is levad, nayach zeu pshutai. Only nayach, that's the pshutai. Ach, nayach means as opposed to everybody else. Now Rashi says two midrashim. Why do he say two midrashim? Because the problem with pshat is because by Yeshayar, you don't need the ach. Says Rashi, pshat number one, ach, nayach, only nayach, is nayach was diminished. Only nayach means a, a lesser version of nayach came out. It's not excluding the others. First of all, the world was killed, nayach survived. And even nayach was diminished. Ach, nayach means only a little bit of nayach emerged from the teva. Nayach did not come out intact from the teva. Says Rashi, what's pshat? Nayach was safe. Says Rashi, Medrash Agada, Goynech Vikayadam. He was literally vomiting blood. He was pushed, coughing up blood, Nayach. So Nayach came out, Mamish. He was weak, he was coughing blood. He had been feeding the entire time in the Teva, the animals. He'd been so busy, Nayach himself came out diminished. So Vayishayr Ach Nayach, the survivor was Nayach, and even Nayach, only half of him came out. Vayishayr Ach Nayach, like a part of Nayach, a diminished version, that's the Ach, which is a meyot, is Ach Nayach, like Nayach in a bare bones way, not the robust Nayach. Nayach came out, you saw like, whoa, what happened to you? A diminished Nayach came out of the table. Why was he diminished? He was knocked out. He was literally coughing up blood because he was so busy feeding the animals. Shot number one in Rashi. Shot number two in Rashi says, Rashi Vaiti. Nayach didn't feed the lion in time. Vikisha and the lion bit him. So Ach Nayach again in that second shot is diminished Nayach. He was diminished because he actually came out a wounded Nayach. So a, li- a shtickle of Nayach came out. He might have had a terrible limp. He was wounded. A wounded Nayach came out. Why was he wounded? He delayed feeding the lion and he got bitten. Now whenever you study, stop being a little kid. Grow up. Grow up. It's time to grow up, my friends. So we all learned through little kids, Nayach was bitten. What's it say? I'm learning Torah. The Torah not was, the Torah is. The Torah is. What am I studying? What's it saying? What's Hashem? Hashem taught me something. Something that is. So I have two pshatim. Ach, Nayach means a diminished Nayach came out of the Teva. Rashi, Matis, I need you to hear this. It's like life changing. You'll hear. A diminished Nayach came out of the Teva. How do we know he was diminished? Because it doesn't say Nayach survived. It says Ach, Nayach. Ach means a miyot, a part of Nayach survived. 
means some part didn't survive. He came out diminished. Why was he diminished? Tupshatim and Rashi. Either he was throwing up blood, he had killed himself. Nayak killed himself to feed the animals. So when Nayak comes out, it's just like, he's just like a, he's mamish, coughing blood, but what the picture would suggest. I picture watching my son was running a marathon in Sulam. I don't want to eat, nobody's eating now. At the end, he like, he was gutting it out, gutting it out to victory. He, stuff came out. He, he was regurgitating right before he finished the race. I picture Nayak having like killed himself, having killed himself during the time in the Tev and he comes out, he's throwing up blood. He's like literally just worn out. He had brought it for a mission. That's Rashi's first shot. Rashi's second shot, he limps out, Nayach. And he limps out because he'd been bitten by a lion who delayed feeding. Do you like history, Ellie? How would you like it? When you were a little kid, so you came home, and it's cool, it was good for when you were six. Nayach was bitten by a lion. Don't, now, you could say the, as big lessons, don't delay feeding your animals. Halacha, before you eat, you have to feed your animal. What's happening here? Nayach in the table, like a weird history fact. He was bitten by a tube shot him in Rashi. What's saying this Tyra? This is eternal. It's forever. The Tyra is. The Tyra is of the Mitzayus. What, what's, what's Hashem saying? Nothing's just a weird historical fact. Shemshi, nothing in the Torah is eternal. It's forever. It's the word of Hashem that ever creates the world, that exists in our world. What is existing in Nayach? Never hear the Torah as a history piece of information. It never is that. The Torah is ever living, ever relevant, ever teaching. The world and the Torah, what happened? What's, what's in the world today? Nayach is limping from being bitten. There's something in your life right now. So listen to what the Rebbe said. Listen to what the Rebbe said. The Rebbe said that when there's a mobble, when there's destruction, when there's chaos out there, what appears to be chaos, God's always running, every bullet has an address, difficult situations feel chaotic. That's why it's called Hester Panim. You and I know to every part of our being that there's exact order in the world. Every bullet has an address. Every d- situations of Hester Panim feel so out of control. Feels chaotic. It looks chaotic. It looks chaotic. It looks just, oh, just utter bedlam. That's what it looks like, Hester Panim. Now, when situation is a mobble in the world, says the Rebbe, Rashi's first shot is the first direction when there looks to be chaos in the world. Adam understands his mission and becomes possessed by a mission. Adam becomes focused and possessed of a mission. I'd like to read you, I have a brother who's a lawyer, but much more than he's a lawyer, he's a Talmud Chacham, a Ben Taira, and my brother, my brother wrote, he's a very, very intelligent, a brilliant guy, my brother may say, Talmud Chacham, a brilliant, he's a wonderful person, my brother. And my brother wrote like just a little reaction to what's going on. I just got I just received it right before we started. I want to read to you, this is, this beautiful response from my brother is what a lot of us are feeling. I'd like to read it to you and discuss Rashi's first pshat about Adam. 
about Nayach, I keep saying other, sorry, Nayach, about Nayach's response to the Mabel. But listen, despite the worst atrocity against us in my lifetime, I've never been prouder to be a Yid. It's been a brutal two weeks. I've really struggled with how Hashem let this happen and haven't been able to work much. But I'm awestruck how unbreakable we are. I just watched a video of Tzal on the border in a rocket barrage zone singing Shalom Aleichem with big smiles on their faces. Unbreakable. Twelve-year-old Ariel, whose parents and siblings were killed in the massacre, was told by his grandfather, a Holocaust survivor, that he will too have grandchildren that will live on. Unbreakable. What a nation to be part of. That's what my brother described. That's what we're all sensing. We're all sensing we're part of a people, and we're all sensing there's a mission in being a Yid. Said the Rebbe, the first response, there's a mobble in the world, destruction, craziness, havoc. What does Nayach do? He comes out throwing up blood. He was driven by a mission. He was feeding the animals. This was his chaos. This was his task. This was his mission. And the response to challenges all around is the Yid stands up, the Eved Hashem. Nayach's not a Yid, but the Eved Hashem, the Tzaddik, stands up and gets focused on his mission in a very profound way. And Nayach said to Rebbe, he came out of the Teva, Ach Nayach, a little diminished. He had been un- remarkably focused on his mission. He has a purpose and a calling. And a lot, each person, different. we all have different stations where we're called to. It doesn't look the same by each of us. But a deep response to uncertainty and to chaos is the human being finds his mission, finds his certainty, finds Hashem. Hashem is called Vadai, Avadai Shemai. Hashem's name is Vadai, is certainty. And a person finds that which is certain, that which is true, that which is eternal, that's what the person holds on to. And says the Rebbe, Nayach's first response to to all the difficulties surrounding him was to find his mission and his purpose. And that's the Nayach who comes out of the Teva, a person who brought it to feed the animals, to feed the behemoths and the chayas. He was spitting up blood. He found purpose and meaning. He found not purpose and meaning, his purpose and his meaning. We're seeing a lot of that. Each person describing and deciding and figuring out what it means to be a Yid. What's his role in this picture? I'm a Yid. What does that mean to me? Where, where is my place? What's my station? To bring Kiddush Shemaim. And each one in his own unique way. Taking one running to be a soldier. One running to fill the job who the soldier left to fill his job. One staying in Eretz Yisrael to learn. One running home to be with his family. One running back to his old yeshiva. Each person finding their own station. Their unique station to serve. To, to bring Kedah Shemayim. That is the first picture when there's a mobble all around. That's what the Rebbe said. But then the Rebbe said something amazing. Blew my mind. You have another shot that Nayach was bitten because he delayed feeding the lion. And this gets me. Right now, it is very easy, very easy, much easier not to be bothered by trivialties. I know people who have made up machleiksim since the attack. It's like stupid things have become stupid things. Small things are just less important. 
We're not worried. Might say Yantiv, I know people who need to know the score of the Giants game. It was Sunday Simchas Might say Simchas They didn't give a flip about the score of the Giants game. They didn't. They weren't running after Abdullah to find it. They were running to find out how our sisters and brothers are doing. How are our brothers and sisters doing? They were not running to find things that were trivial became trivial. Became less important. Less important things became less important. And, and that's a normal response when a person is woken up. When a person's focused on mission, important things are important. And we ask ourselves what's important, what matters to me, and things of less important become less important for sure. Said the Rebbe, but there's a big danger. There's a big danger. You have a person who's a married man, he has little children, and his kid's crying over a Lego piece. Said the Rebbe, you can have for yourself a tremendous height and focus on that which is eternal, but remember the Lego piece of your six-year-old son. It's very important. Remember that which is important to the people around you, and that's, that's part of, for yourself, a heightened sense. He's into Ruchnius. I'm learning now. I'm davening now, for sure. For sure, a heightened sense of that which is important, 100%. But what the Rebbe said is the importance in Mitt's difficulty is your little kid, somebody could be in a, running to a bomb shelter, and our life, their little sons and little needs are very, remain very, very important to us. Remain very, very, the candy of the child. Said the Rebbe, the second shot as Noyach came out with a limb, he forgot to feed the tiger on time. And the lesson of when there's chaos and difficulty, that for yourself, the two them said the Rebbe brilliantly, Avi, are not like two like funny, fun facts. Nayak was vomiting bloody, worked hard. Nayak limped out, he was bitten by. They're deep lessons, eternal lessons of how to respond when difficulty is surrounding you. Mitzad Echad, the person focused on mission and important things, finding your mission. Mitzad Shani, making sure that another person's trivial details don't, aren't called trivial to you. We say an expression in the Musa world that Yen is Gashmias is your Ruchnias. Somebody else's Gashmias is your Ruchnias. It was very, very interesting. The first night of this man was very, it was unusual. I felt different emotionally than I felt at any other time we come back for the winters, man. There's heaviness, complication. It's, there's a lot going on, a lot of pressure. A lot of my friends have decisions. My friends are sitting, our friends are sitting on front lines. There's just a lot. And this man, there was like a lot of things swirling around. And I want to say what the Rebbe would say to you and I is don't forget the new guy in Yeshiva. Did anybody say Shalom Aleichem? Was the basketball, was the volleyball tournament organized enough? It's his, it's his gashmis, it's his need that's not called trivial. And amidst the Nayak standing up for his mission, said the Rebbe, but the lion's meat has to be served on time. The lion's flesh, his steak... You have to make sure that the detail for the lion is on time. In your own lives, in your own lives, you will have times you're on fire. Somebody Ashkacha, somebody Ashkacha told me this morning about a neglectful father, Mamish this morning. He said he's fruming out, he's like busy with his stuff. 
I wanted to read him this morning. Somebody told me the father's like fruming out. And I get it. I get what there's. The father was like busy with Shemayim Dekazach and he can't like focus on his kids' needs. That's not Shemayim Dek. That he needs to learn Torah better. He needs to learn Torah. That Nayach amidst an amazing focus on mission and purpose, he walked out also with a limp. He was bitten by the lion. He forgot that, that the lion needs a steak at the right time. The detail, the trivial quote-unquote detail for the other, in our own lives, with our own ruchnias, a guy's running to his shear, to giving his shear, saying his shear, and his little kids is handling, he wants to play a game of ping-pong, your child's game of ping-pong. It's interesting, during Yisrael Mayer's like steiging and ping-pong. There's so much stuff going on, there has to be space for his ping-pong game. That's what the Rebbe taught me. That's the Rebbe taught us. That amidst your heightened focus on that which is real, this has to be part of it. Now one could ask, I don't say it as the agenda, and you might be bothered. I thought, what was Nayak's mission, Manny? I was a little bothered by the Rebbe. Yehud, I saw Yehud's eyes, Yehud was bothered. Manny thought of this also. Manny, you bothered by the very mission was feeding the animal. So what do you need the second part? He was bitten that he didn't feed the lion on time. His mission was feeding them. I'm not an agenda person. I had that cash on the Rebbe, that that's included in the first thing, what I would say, what I assume the Rebbe meant, I don't know, I can't speak for him, I assume he was saying pshat, is the first pshat is focused on Nayach. It's not what the specific, it happens to be his mission was feeding animals, but the focus is he was throwing up them. The focus is on Nayach found his mission and his purpose. The second pshat focuses on the, need of the, on the needs of, of those around him. Manny, is that, is that the answer to that, Kashi? You know what I'm asking? Because like he was feeding animals. It's funny. Manny, Manny's saying it's a little bit different than the Rebbe. Manny saying a different shot. The Rebbe is saying that, and I, the way I understand the Rebbe is the first shot, Yehuda, is Nayak's mission. The second shot is the needs of each one. Manny's saying something that I've seen in my life. I have seen people running crowds and being mean to individuals because they're doing, I, I'm so busy, they could be like running the craziest organization and then run over an individual. Do you see what I'm doing? Do you see what I'm busy with? How many guys have been kicked out of the yeshiva to save the masses? So you ran over the yachid for the masses. So Manny's saying, Pshat, that the first thing of Noyach is that he's feeding the chayas and behemoths. He's overwhelmed with the mission. But then he has a bite mark. He forgot about one of the lions. Sometimes in your mission to save all the animals, you run over one lion. So Manny's saying that a big, a big lesson in doing... Sometimes the one who's doing big stuff is most at danger of forgetting the individual. I don't have time. Do you see we're saving? I'm part of this. Excuse me? So, so, that's what Manny's saying, the two pshatim of Rashi. That's striking. I only said the Rebbe's pshat because I didn't speak to Manny before. Maybe I spoke to Manny before I would say Manny's pshat. I do want to say that the Rebbe's pshat spoke to me in these times. Manny's pshat is true in all times that when you're busy with big idealism don't forget the individual and that's the two pshatim of Rashi of Nayach who's busy feeding the chayis it's almost a contradiction of the two pshatim Manny's asking a kashim saying a shtikl tarik, a Matis Manny's asking the two kashas are a stereo 
One pshad is Nayak comes out throwing up because he's feeding the animal. Second pshad, he has a bite mark. He was late feeding the lions. It's a contradiction. Did he do a good job? The first pshad is the amazing praise of Nayak. Nayak's vomiting blood. Imamish fed the animals. Azat Sidgus. Yes, man. He says, Amachloikas? And maybe yes. But there's a fact. Was Nayach strong with this? Pshat number one is the amazing praise of Nayach. He's vomiting blood. He's diminished from his role of feeding the animals. Pshat number two is he's limping because he was late feeding the lot. Hello, was Nayach on fire or not on fire? Good cash, Avi. That's Manny's cash. Was he on fire or not? So it's machloik is the two pshat. These are facts. How do you have elu ve'elu divrei kim chaim? And machloik's both are true. What's the both true? What happened? Was Nayach on fire? Was he a little shvach? You know the picture of like a guy chilled. Was Nayach holding like a coffee cup going around like, like Ephes chilled? And you know he should have been a little more on fire to the zach. Or was Nayach? Or was Nayach, what's going on? That's Manny's cash. So Manny's terrorist to that. Is he was on fire, but to remember the individual. Sometimes you're feeding in Rashi's first pshat that Nayach was on fire. Says Rashi, He was busy with all the behemas and chayas. Rashi's second pshat, Yeah, but did he remember the individual? There are people that are on fire with idealism in a, big, in a big way and forget the individual, run over the individual. As a matter of fact, the individual stands in the way of their big idealism. Good shot, Navi. Manny, did I say it right? <laughs> you've seen that or that's the shot you're saying now? You've seen that now. Makes sense. Makes sense. The Reb is understanding these two Rashis that the feeding is focused on Noyach's mission. And it's funny, it's not so di- different from Manny. So as you're busy with your mission, you're on fire, I'm a doer, and you forget the humanity, the humane side of the person you're doing for and their needs and their position. You almost have to, one day, one day really, You'll be running a home, and you're going to run to give a shear, to say over a shear. You may be giving an araisa chaburreli. And you can't, in all your passion and mission and focus for yourself on that which is important, I'm not worried about what, what, what food we have for the side dish for supper. I'm thinking about big stuff. I'm eating for the right reasons. Yeah, did your wife have a coffee? Did you bring home a piece of cake for her? Did you worry about the trivial details about the Zulas? That's how the Rebbe saw these two Rashis. I wanted to share with the Chevrolet. I thought it's, I thought it's remarkable, and I thought it's very relevant for today. Maskimavs. Ari, good to have you back. Welcome home, Iris. Really welcome. What? I think whenever we have an awakening and are busy with big stuff, to keep in mind that the needs of the people around us, the little details matter. Don't lose sight of that. Because for ourselves, we may forego certain things, but the people around us, those little details are ever important. A guy could be on Yom Kippur and his little kids say, Dad, can you read me this book? Your four-year-old wants to read it. You, you're holding him, you're, you're he, your head's in the heavens. Don't delay feeding the lions. 
needs that book. He's not that, and that's that's part of your avodah. Now, I think it's instructive that that's not included in the first part. Good. What the focus is is the is 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 it okay? That was that was the first Indian I wanted to I wanted to discuss on the parsha. Amazing, amazing Rashi. Ellie, you hear all of a sudden a Rashi. Besides being an amazing vert, I want this to be instructive how to learn Tyrelli. Because we could see a Rashi, Nayak was bitten. What's it saying? What, what's... Now, by the way, it certainly means the care. Didn't I learn the care from the first part? We're also learning and learning how to learn at the same time. Maitchamaskim. There's an Indian in the parish. This, I, what I wanted to mostly focus on was that vert. That's, that's important to me. That's like what I really wanted to give over and learn with the Hever today. There's something else that I want to learn much briefer for a few minutes about speaking praises of others. We know there's Rashi, the Gemara in Ervin, Yudches, he has this, not a theory, he has a kasha in the parish. Not in front of Nayach, when Hashem describes Nayach, Hashem says, Nayach is a tzaddik tamim. Not in front of Nayach. It says that Nayach is a tzaddik tamim. I want to I I backtrack for a second. I want to backtrack for a second about the first lesson. To me, Aaron, to me, what I have seen in my life, the difference between the greats, regular people and tzaddikim, is the ability to live a dual life, to live in the heavens, and be very attuned to simple needs of others. I once described Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, whose Talmidim were amazing prushim. His Talmidim were not very worldly, involved in this world. And Rabbi Yisrael lived, lived a, very, a, a life that was not very megushim. And he once asked his Talmidim, where can you get the best steak in town? A version of that question. And the Talmidim looked at him. They didn't go out to restaurants like, I don't know. And he yelled at them. And he said, I'm worried about you guys. Because for yourself, it's very good you're not into that. But how do you give a guest a good steak? How do you take care of your kid who needs a good steak? It's very nice you're not into clothing. But do you buy the right pair of pants for your son who's 13 and 15 and 18 and needs a good pair of slacks and a cool one? And do you know if it looks good or not? Rabbi Yisrael gave it to his Talmidim on that. I went to visit my aunt. I went to visit my aunt who was deathly, deathly ill. She was a big person. And I had a band-aid on my finger. And I remember being very worried. She was asking, like, are you okay? What's with your finger? I had a band-aid. I'm like, I got a cut. I'm thinking, Tante Gigi, like, your life's, you're holding in a dangerous in a, in, in a very serious, critical situation, you're worried. But the big people worry about the Band-Aid on the other when, they're, when they have big things on their mind, but the small detail of somebody else matters. So I say that, the Rebbe saw that in this Rashi, I say in all the times of our life, in all the situations of our life, we could be in difficult and complicated situations and on fire, don't stop noticing the band-aid on the finger the other. Don't delay feeding the, 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 the steak to the lion in the right time. That little detail has to be important to us. The subtlety of somebody else. The Gemara in Ervin asks, Gemara asks, 
that when Hashem speaks about Noyach not in front of him, Hashem calls Noyach a tzaddik tamim. It says two praises of Noyach. He's a tzaddik tamim. Tamim means shalim, complete tzaddik. Could be tzaddik is ben adam l'makim. Tamim is ben adam l'chaveira. You have to you have to be ma'ayin into what the word tamim. When we say tamim, when do we say a tzaddik? But it praises Noyach that he's a tzaddik tamim. Later on, by Shani, when Hashem is talking to Nayak, and Hashem says to Nayak, Vayoyim Hashem l'Nayak, come to the Teva, Hashem says, Ki oischa ra'isi tzadik l'fanai b'dar hazeh. You're a tzadik. Nayak, I see you as a tzadik. He doesn't say a tzadik tamim. Hashem says to Nayak, you know why I'm saving you? in front of me. He doesn't call him Ask the Gemara in Ervindav Yodches, what's the Pshat? Says the Gemara that you say in front of a person you should say partial praise, not in front of the person you should say the whole praise. Not in front of a person go wild about him. In front of the person, say a little bit. Say a bissel. Don't say the whole thing in front of the person. It needs a pshat. I don't understand why. Rashi and Ervin says a pshat. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Thank you so much. I'm struggling with Rashi's pshat in Ervin. Rashi says that it looks like flattery. After work through Rashi's pshat, there's a marshah's pshat in Ervin. But the halacha is in front of a person say partial praise, Avi, not in front of the person lay it on, praise the person a lot. So that's why Hashem, not in front of Nayach, calls him a tzaddik. Tamim, talking to Nayach, Hashem calls him a tzaddik. I see you as a tzaddik. Now, Bemis, I saw Talmud Chacham ask the following kasha. That is a statement of an Amoira in Yudches Samad Beis in Ervin. The Sifri brings in Baloischa. In Baloischa, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam say Lashon Hara on Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu separates from his wife. Aaron and Miriam, they don't even knock Moshe. They just say, we're also prophets. And we're married. Why does he have to separate from his wife? They have a cash on Moshe Rabbeinu Mo. Is, is he bigger than us? They assume they were equal level. And they say, we're married. So why can't, what, what does Moshe have to separate from his wife? His concerned brother and sister asked that on him. Hashem calls Aaron and Miriam outside. Come away from Moshe, I want to talk to you. Ask the Sifri, why does he call Aaron and Miriam outside? Why doesn't he lecture them in front of Moshe? He's about to praise Moshe. Tell them in front of Moshe, you think you're equal to Moshe? Pal, pal, dabra, but you don't, you don't have a beginning. Understand that his prophecy is different than any other prophet. I talked to him like a friend. Mikol Basi Neman, who is the most loyal of anybody who ever came into my house, he speaks unbelievable things about Moshe Rabbeinu. Says Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, a Tana, an early Tana. Says Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, Tana. That the reason Hashem, the Sifri, brings this, you know why Rashi brings it in Chumash, it's a Sifri, it's your blasphemy, Azariah Tana. You know why Hashem called Aaron and Miriam outside? Because he's going to praise Moshe to the end of the world. And you don't praise a person like that in front of them. And there he has to praise Moshe, because he has to explain he's much bigger than you. So I'm going to tell you who Moshe is. See, so he does it not in front of Moshe. 
That's why he calls Aaron and Miriam outside. So Rabbi say, why doesn't Amir and Ervin need to say here, mix Ashvachai Bifanov, Kulay Shaloi Bifanov, if a Tana said it, why didn't Amira say it later? Quote the Tana. Why isn't the Gemara quote the Tana? In Balois Chatzir Belazib and Azari, I saw a big Talmud Chacham Davi ask this Kasha. In Balois Chatzir, it's a statement from a Tana, Belazib and Azari, who says in front of a person, you don't say all their praise. That's why he says the Tana, Hashem called Aaron and Miriam away from Maisha to lay in, to, to speak about Maisha. He had to call them away. You, you should praise, but not all. Don't say everything. That's a great... I want to discuss it right after. I don't know. I don't... I want, Rashi says like you. Rashi says it looks fake and you do it in front of the person. It's funny, Shrey, you know, I feel that sometimes. Sometimes I, you want to praise a guy. I like better when he's not there. When he's there, it looks like some sort of flattery. It looks like... What's the word for a praise that's very fake? What's the word for a fake praise? Patronizing. What? Well, patronizing is like your baby guy. You know when you say the guy tzaddikal? Be quiet. Patronize. What? Why is God doing That's a good question. It has to be deep. But Hashem is definitely not patronizing. Hashem is real. Maybe the receiver won't receive it as real if you do it in front. But it's Moshe Rabbeinu. I always say with your kids, Avi, better than praise, praise your kids often. The best thing is your kids hear the father's praising. Now, it's not a shtick. If you really hold of somebody, it won't just be you tell them. They'll hear you're speaking about you. That's real. So the best praise is not what you say to the person, but you say about the person to somebody else. That's the biggest gilu of how real it is. Now, Yehuda says God doesn't need any tricks. It's a trick. Is it to teach us? There has to be an MS about the praise, a deep truth about the praise not in front of the person. I don't understand it yet, Yehuda. It can't just be like Xera. Now, Shragi's right. I love when the guy's not here. If Shlomo Guri wasn't here, I'd love like to just go on and on. Refinement, beauty, kindness, care. The man's here, so it feels like, okay, so I'm not going to tell you the whole deal. I only told you a drip. Because he's here, so I'm only telling you a drip. I'd rather, if you weren't here, Shlom, I'd lay in. I'd lay in to what it means, care and kindness and selfishness. How it means a guy performs, and people sometimes perform, it's all about the performer. Shlomo, in the middle of singing, somebody like waves in the crowd. He's like, it's not a, it's a, it, you're also, you're invited in. You see a performer who's like so stuck in self, you can't wave to him. He, I'm in me now. It's me now, buddy. Shlomo in the middle, like the, the highlight of a solo, if you like wave to him, like wink. It's me. Now I'm saying only a drip. I'm saying a drip. You don't have to cover his ears. Nick Sashvachai Bifan. I'm only saying a drip. If he wasn't here, we would say, we would lay, we'd, we'd go in there. But Now, Avi, we need Pshat. We need Pshat and Miksa Shvachim Fanav. But I want to first address this, the idea of the Kasha. It's a Tana, Manny, the Tana of. You ever heard this Kasha, Manny? I heard a Talmud Chacham say a Pshat I like a lot. I want to share with the Hebra. I heard a big Talmud Chacham told me this Pshat. The Kasha is a good Kasha. It's a Tana who already says, you can look it up. You can look up the Safri. The Tana, Rabbi Lazar Menazari, says, 
that the reason God called Aaron and Miriam away from Moshe is Moshe shouldn't hear such things. The Marsha says you'll make the person arrogant. Marsha says don't make a person arrogant. If I would say that, that shocks me, the Marsha, because Moshe is the most humble human being who ever lived. So if God would have said his prayers, Hashem didn't want to make the Messiah information. Hashem did it be like too much of an Messiah. That, that's the Rasha says, I'm struggling. I'm struggling what the Pshat is, and I want to have I want to talk to the Hebra. I want to put our minds together. But I first want to figure out, Matis, that Atana already said it, that that's why Hashem separated Adar and Miriam from Misha. So why didn't Amira mind you were very late, Amira? Could somebody pass Shlaima? Could you get an Erevin? Let's get the name of the Amira. It was a late Amira, if I remember correctly. What won't you say about what would you say about Shlomo? <laughs> I would say the steiging of no, he's here, so I'm gonna say only part. I would say that it's very, very easy, somebody who's schmack and good. To get truthful and honest into our sugyas is very, very difficult to face our sugyas. I would say on Shloyme Grimald, he came here, cool guy, successful, good learner. He faced and went in deep into things inside himself. The MS, the truth of that is, is impressive and demanding of us all. Not just to externally be gishmak, cool, good looking, but to internally resolve and heal. Very courageous person. I want to read the. There's only mix us. This was in front of him. Only mix us. Look, the Gemara in Ervin, which Amira was it? The Gemara in Ervin was. Uh uh uh. Oh, here. Rabbi Yirmiya ben Elazar. Mix us, Shvachai. Shalom, I'm Befadim Kushlai, but I'm saying Amira. So Rabbi Yirmiya ben Elazar. It's an Amira. So why would it quote, why would an Amira, why would the Gemara quote an Amira, not quote the Tanner of Lezim and Azariah, who lived generations before him? So I, this Talmud Chacham said like this, yes. When we say, you could say all the praises not in front, and in front only say part, the Tanner wasn't saying a din to say praises. Why did God say Moshe's praises? Because he was giving Musser to Aaron and Miriam. It's not saying to praise people, the Tana. The Tana is saying in Isser, don't praise somebody in front of them. He's not coming to say what to do about praising people. The Tana is saying that, by the way, if you have some reason you're praising, maybe you're against praises. There are some people of like sheep because I don't praise people. I don't want arrogance. I don't want jealousy. They don't praise people. So the Tana said, if you have some hechrich to praise in front of him, don't do it fully. Do it partially. He's not saying to adapt the practice of praising people, Avi. He's just saying, if you have some hechrich to praise, don't do it in front. That's the Tana. It's almost like an Isser, not an Asay. He's saying if for some reason you're weird and you're praising people, don't praise them fully in front. That's what the Tana is saying. And that is Hashem wanted to praise Moshe. It wasn't to praise Moshe. Hashem was praising Moshe only why? Because he's giving Musa to Aaron Emirin who said, is Moshe bigger than us? God, he is bigger than you. Let me explain. So he praised him. It wasn't because Hashem wanted to praise. From there we don't see you're supposed to praise. You just see if you praise a lot, do it not in front of the person. That's the Tana. The Amayr is in Parshas Nayach. God says, Nayach, come to the table. And I says, I want to tell you, because I see you as a tzaddik. Why does Hashem say that? 
Shem said, no, come to the table. Doesn't need like a big reason. Come to the table. I'm safe. <laughs> she wants to fear. I, I think Hashem thinks of me as a tzaddik. Probably. I mean, Hashem <laughs> said to him, because I see you as a tzaddik. Says the Amaira, Rabbi Elizabeth, Rabbi Yermia, the Amaira, that you're supposed to praise people. So why did Hashem say tzaddik tam? What he said behind his back. Because you're supposed to praise them fully behind their backs and parked in front of them. The Amaira is saying in say you're supposed to praise people. Partially to them, fully behind their back. You're supposed to praise people. The Amaira is in say that you should walk around praising people. Say good things about people. A lot not in front of them and a little. Uh, this Meister, even Rebezi doesn't know. I'm going to tell you a story you don't know, Rebezi. I'm going to catch the yard site, you know what I mean? I well, think it's a true story. Like, uh, yeah. He wants you to speak about Yaretzai Yaimi. I think even the Baal Yaretzai Yaimi. Do you know the story of Kivager's Hespit on the Grove? Do you know the story? Oh, he's, I don't know if he's like... No, I know, no, 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 no. Kivager was supposed to say a eulogy for the Grove. I should have told him, I should have told him. Kivager Yehuda was supposed to say a eulogy for the Grove. And he's standing up there... That's amazing. I didn't know that. And uh, Kivega wants to say eulogy for the Grah. Now he's sitting up there, he's shaking. A eulogy? You're going to be masped the Grah? Really? You're going to describe the Grah to everybody? Kivega, the great Kivega is shaking, like say eulogy on the Grah. What? Very young man. Very young man. When the Grah was Nifter Howells and Kivega in his 20s? 30s, very young. Kivega was much younger. Ninety-seven. No, seventeen ninety-seven minus seventeen sixty-one. Oh gosh, thirty-six years. Okay. And how old was Kivega when he was nifter? Seven, eighteen, thirty-nine. Ah, okay, okay, I lost him. Bottom line, <laughs> bottom line is Avi is a Kivega is supposed to say eulogy on the Quran. He's shaking. Eulogize the Quran. Says a Kivega. What's this? Says a Kivega that. The Gemara in Shabbos, Kufnun Gimel, Rav says, Ochim Rav says, when you say, he's to his friend, when you say a hesper on me, get the crowd fired up. Get them crying. The Hasam Ke'imna, because I'm standing there. The departed one is by the hesper. So it would matter a lot to me if I see people caring and crying. I'm right there. Get them riled up, stark. Say a good eulogy on me, because I'm right there. That's what Rav says. Cedric Kivega remembers the Gemara and Shabbos. Cedric Kivega, the Gruz right here. Ah, the Gruz here. I'm not allowed to say all the praises. I'll say a Hesperon. Because now I don't feel like if I said too little, I'm not allowed to say everything. He's here, the Gruz. gives me a right. Only to say, I'm only allowed to say Miksa Shvachai. Wow. So then I feel, I feel that's Meister Kivega said at the Gruz, reportedly. You ever heard this Misa? No. It's a good Misa. No, Reportedly, your Kivager at the Graz Hespid felt comforted that you're only in front of a person supposed to say Miksashvachai. Rav says the departed is by the eulogies. So he's here. So I'm only supposed to say partially, so I don't feel like it's such a bazillion to the Graz. That was his way of saying to the crowd, understand, I'm saying like a drip, it's the Graz. But he's here, so I have a right. If he wasn't here, I'm supposed to say everything. It's then ridiculous. I'm going to say everything. By the is there, he said, or, or by any I don't know. I don't want to make up a story. So Everybody has to be exactly. It was by some eulogies. I don't know if it was by the Levaya, could be by the Shleishim. 
He said, said that the departed by the eulogies, I feel less of a pressure. Like, to be mass, I'll say a truth, but understand I'm only saying mixas, but he's here, so I have a right on it. It's fire. It's a pretty great story. You heard a nice story, you know? True story. True st- I, reportedly a true story. I'm saying what I saw it in reliable places, I believe. So Rabbezi will do a little research. What? Never heard. Oh, that's a good feeling for me. For me to tell Rabbezi a story of a godly didn't hear, it's a shtickle of his star of day this Friday. Again, Can- a month late. Always oh, clapping. <laughs> now tell us about Sukkot, Rabbi. Let's see what we know for Sukkot. <laughs> Next that's year, it. the Yerzai will. The Ketzer is Chevra. The Ketzer Advarim is, is that what I want to say to the Chevra, we're not learning just theoretical avi, what we see here is that there's an active Indian to praise people. The Ram of Avdarecha Kamoicha only brings a couple of examples of what it means to love Yidin, and the Rambam says to be Mishabeach Yidin, to praise Yidin. And I want to say to us all that there's an Indian that when you speak about somebody, you praise them. Shaloi Bifanav, say Gotazach. Now there are rules to it. The Gemara says you can't effusively praise in front of a sine, in front of somebody who doesn't like somebody. There are rules to ha- how to do it. You don't want to cause Lashon Hara. There are cases you shouldn't speak too much about a person, and it causes people to say, you think he's so good? So there are rules to it. You have to study the rules. But to get into the habit of speaking good on Yidin, I thought specifically in the situation we find ourselves in, where Yidin are uniting, speaking good on Yidin. Speaking positive, saying a good word on a yid, being mishabech yidin. Of course, there are rules and there are ways. The Gemara in Erechen, which says not to praise somebody too crazy. So it's funny, you're supposed to do kol ha-shvach shaloi but even that has rules. Sometimes you find if you praise, somebody in the crowd will stick up and say lashon hara. Hey, you think he's so good? Well, I know. So you have to be careful. The Gemara in Erechen, I'm not here to say the rules to this, the exact rules, but I'm... Um, Certainly to get into the habit of praising, of saying praise, being mishabeach yidin, saying good on a yid. In front of a yid, you say miksashvachim. Manny, what's pshat that in front of a person you can't say his whole praise? So Rashi says it looks like flattery. I'm so troubled by that. Yehudas kasha. Hashem didn't do it tonight. By God, there's no like looking, so he's just teaching us. It's just looking like... Somehow the Metzius objectively... What about the Lashon but in front of him, people are not going to rip. That would be shaloi b'fan of almost. In front of a guy, Avi, somehow objectively, there's a chalois. It could be because it looks like flattery is a mitzios that a praise not in front is much better. Which would you rather? See, it's a truth, Ellie. In the, but you end up finding out. Which would you rather? This, all of us, which would you rather? Somebody tells you. It's funny. This is, this is a bad example. Because I don't love a lot. Which would you rather? Somebody says a praise to you. Or you hear they said it. When it's to you, you always automatically wonder. Did you just say it because you want me to hear it? A guy's not here. You say it objectively. It's a better praise. But it's interesting, but it seems to be bedafka, don't do the whole thing in front. The Marsha says, like you, Binyan. The Marsha says that it creates gases. You don't want to make arrogance. Marsha says in Ervin, like Binyan, that it creates gases. Rabbi's just saying, Rabbi's just saying that that's, that's a better compliment to have a bar. 
that you hear about. I think it's a better compliment not in front of you. We're called, we have the first time dialogue. in the Torah. Who hear. did Hashem say? Who did, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Yaakov says, who else asked that? Yaakov and Maish brilliantly asked on us, that it creates more gaiva to say it not in front, because when he finds out, <laughs> How's he allowed to find out? He's, he's got to. Oh, because you're not letting us say Kol HaShvach. I'm not telling the Shvach. I'm not saying I agree. I just want you to know you who do what everybody in the world says about you. <laughs> People always, to the Tzid, because Yehuda comes to a place and the place goes on fire. People always talk. I'm not saying it. I'm, it's so garnished, Yehuda. <laughs> I don't know. It's such an interesting thing not to say. Where did, who did Hashem call us, his children, the first time in the Torah? Did he tell us that, Avi? That we're Hashem's children, the first time in the Torah. Maish, who'd Hashem say it to? The Pharaoh. B'ni b'chayri Yisrael. Hashem told Paroi, they're my firstborn. It's interesting. We heard him say it about us, not to us. Well, your own kids, Mo, the biggest praises you'll say is you'll say to somebody else. You're at a business meeting, doing amazing success with a gorgeous family. And you're going to say to some guy, some guy you're doing a huge business transaction with, and you're going to say to this guy, Mo, you're going to say to this guy, my kid, you're going to pray, rave about them. That's the biggest praise he gave your kid. And there's no cynicism. Word gets back. Word gets around. Word gets around. Your parents talk about you. Really? Uh-huh. That's like much bigger than when they say it to you. But I don't know, I don't know, I love their cash. If you learn it's gaiva, then it's like bigger gaiva to say it all. <laughs> I like your kasha a lot. But that's a good, I don't know the answer to that. That's a Rashid and said to Marshab, you don't, you don't, Marshab thought of this. Davy, you had a pshat, this mix ashvachay b'fanim and kolash. You like this, Talmud Chacham had this good zug, why the Amayra needed to say it, I like that a lot. He's saying that in Noyach is different than Baloyscha. Baloyscha is nor an Isser. It's not speaking about praising or not praising. There was a hechrich to praise in front on the only the Isser Shabbai. In Noyach, it's talking about you're supposed to say praise. Why did God praise Noyach? You're supposed to say praise in front of a person. You're supposed to say Shaloi in front of Koshvach. It's talking about the Asayv, actively praising people. Doiv, what's Pshati? You don't say all the praise in front of the guy. I, we, for years we've tried to figure this out. Shlomo says you're limiting. Guys said this years ago. Shlomo said when you, it's, you're limiting a guy when you say all his praise. That's all? That's it? <coughs> you're done? By Hashem it says, You're finished? So you, don't want to, you have no right to limit a fellow. Guys wanted to say very similar to Shlomo. You box a guy in when you try to say, you, that's, that's the whole thing of me. Maybe I'm more than you're saying. So in front of a person, you, now not in front of him, but say, you're not like commenting to him. So the fact that, it should, but the, what bothers me on that shot, Shlomo, is you should never let him say the whole praise of a person. In front and not in front. Because you can't box people in. So it should say, you should always say partial phrase. Maybe not in front where I'm not talking to him doesn't become a box out. Where I'm talking, so you describe he's this. Am, am I just that? Am I allowed to be something else? Could I be more than that? Maybe. Manny, could that be pshat? 
I just don't know it should always be Bifanav and Shaloi Bifanav. No, if that's... What? That could be. Maish says not in front of him. Who your right praise will get him, but it could be they left out. It's a, it's yeah. You don't know. Maybe via that's what was Nigeria. So not in front of him. Say whatever you want. Say all his praises. There's no shash. You're going to be magdir. You're going to be limited. That's what Maish time is. What you say? Right. You're not announcing. So not in front of him. Say all his praises. Say whatever you want. It gets back to him. He doesn't know. Maybe in the translation, a few of the, a few of the praises were left out. In front of him to finish the praises is crazy. Yehuda, that might, you think that's trapped in front of a guy to say, this is what you were. I, yeah. I once praised the guy at graduation. I spoke about his ability in sports. Who did I get in trouble from the guy and his parents? That's, that's his big thing. They don't know my warped mind that he's big in sports. It's, it's, it speaks bad about me, not about him. But So if Miksa Shvachay Bifana Besaydeh is a zillion things, I get caught up that he's a great, he's a great shot in basketball. That's my, my smallness. Rabbi, if you can never really like praise someone to, like, to what they really are, you can say whatever you want to the person to their face because you're not praising them fully. Because you can't... You're not allowed... But you aren't. Whatever you say to the person isn't. I, you know, I love what Yaakov, Manny, Manny, I love what Yaakov asked. Yaakov asked brilliantly, Davy, Yaakov asked that, he's asking so intelligent. Shraga, Yaakov said you should be able to say whatever you want to, guy. I didn't do it all. I know I didn't do it all. It's everything I see. Don't tell him. Like, does it ever come out that say whatever you want? Like, what does it come out of I've never done it. That's what I see. Somehow, if you really believe that that's kol that's going to come out. So don't say everything you know. L'chayr, it's saying, leave it out. If you, you, you're right, you can always say, well, maybe I don't know more, but it's going to come out. L'chayr, that's the Indian. If you think that's that you're done, it's going to feel that way. So leave out. I left out details by Shlomo many. This way, I didn't say the gun Sezach. When he's not there, like, I like what you said, that who said what will get back, I don't know. I don't know, I'm struggling. You're saying all the listeners will feel and that will get back. I hear the gosh, I hear. I hear. Could be that part won't go over, I don't know, I don't know. I hear, I hear the cash, the cash is real. Yeah, if somebody over Shabbos, this Indian is an Indian, I don't want to just, let's look into it now. If somebody has an idea on this, Miksa Shvachay Bifanav, I'd love to hear. Yehuda, anoint one guy here in the room, a guy you won't mind, if you don't mind, appoint the guy that should share Dvar Teira at the Shabbos Suda, whether it's late tonight, Suda, or tomorrow, Suda. You want to appoint somebody? Who would you appoint, Yehuda? You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daf in shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, 
please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.